0: Okay, so I just had the weirdest vision. It started off, I was... I was in his place. And there was a street that I was on. It was a house we were living in. It was me, my brother, my dad, and his wife. I don't know what I was doing here, but it seems like I just came from a parker, maybe parker, maybe something like that. But I was here at this place and. We were in a yard, and it was something I didn't want, or something like that, or maybe something I did want, and my dad's wife was married to another man, a white man, and she's white, but all I know is, you know... They were there, and she wanted me to have something. She was actually rooting for me to have something. And I don't know what it was, but whatever it was, it showed that she actually cared. And I don't know if I ever really truly believed that all the way. Though there has been times where I'm like, "Hmm, you know, It's not that I ruled it out all the way, you know? I don't know. Sometimes it can be hard to tell. But, you know, I don't know. Two days ago, I just, it was just like, just try, just try. And then she actually defended me. And I really feel like, I never expected that. I, it was shocking, really, but a lot of times I wonder if it was for that reason that, you know, she even defended me. It didn't feel like it at the time. I checked all the reasons. Like, did they do it just to get the shocked look on my face? Did they do it just to play me and try to get me to trust her? Did they do it to, you know, try and somehow... Make her look good or look better. Try try to save some, some of, you know, her like, character, reputation, whatever. Or did they do it? Cause that's just real. And I think. I think that maybe they did it cause it was just real. Little, some of, some of it felt like that, but I don't know. I really don't know. Oh no. But now, I'm, now that I'm, now it's being brought to my attention, maybe it was just for her. her son, who I believe helps me sometimes, but that's something it really would make sense. But either way it go, it doesn't matter because I was shocked. I was shocked. Like, whether it was for her son or any or not, I was shocked, and I was just like, you know... That really just happened. Okay. Then I said to myself, I gotta I can't like I can't go back to assuming people's character. I've already been wrong about that once. Or a few times actually, but even still I'm not about to get put too much on it because as I said, I have my reasons for why I tend not to trust people or not to give people too much credit. I have my reasons. I really do. And, you know, I mean, she put witchcraft on me and told me that it's the same witchcraft that she used to kill her ex-husband. And now she's going to, you know, he committed suicide. So now she's going to get me to commit suicide. And, you know, I don't feel like that's ever okay. And why why wouldn't I not, you know, appreciate, not even, you know, respect the kind of individual that she is after she does something like that. Like, I can't even imagine why she would do something like that. But something tells me that, you know, she never liked me. And... It don't matter because everything happens for a reason. If she truly did put witchcraft on her ex-husband to com- get him to commit suicide, which I truly believe, because after what I've gone through, you know, you can't get me to believe anything different. Before before she even told me, I, f- I pretty much figured that out. But, um, you know, my dad even said she was a witch, and I I don't think it was random or a coincidence that her son was participating in all kinds of witchcrafts and drawing in six stars with his blood and you know summoning demons from Ouija boards and all kinds of stuff like that I don't where would he get that from we we weren't doing that kind of stuff you know nobody around us I ever seen doing that kind of stuff so I don't think that he just pulled it out the sky I believe that he got that from her and you know it's it's so weird how you know she claims that her ex husband was a child molester, and then she tries to just just different things that she's tried to do, things she tried to put on my name, things she's tried to force on me, and still are trying to do, you know lies she tried to tell, and all kinds of stuff, you know. But just me fighting her with the power of God and just knowing who I am and knowing, you know, knowing better. Just, just that's the only thing that saved me. So I don't trust her, you know, and I almost didn't trust our son. But the reason why I even give him the benefit of the doubt at all, which is starting to, I'm starting to, you know, really want to, start pulling more off of that instead of putting more on it is because, you know, because he actually defended my character when nobody else would. But I wouldn't be surprised that he did that because who else would she trust with inside information about who I really am and who she's pretending to convince everybody that I, that I am. It's so sad that oftentimes it's easier to believe white people than black people. And it's just crazy, you know. But, you know, I would say that Way long before she even showed up, it was witchcraft on my life, though. I will say that, you know, you'd be surprised how many people that are really doing this behind the scenes. And that may have a lot to do with why, you know, a lot of these people around me that are participating in this are willing, so willing to let me go instead of expose the secrets of what they were up to. Because... When somebody is dealing with witchcraft, you know, you never know how what level they're on or what they end up finding out in the process. They may find out that there's a, a bunch of other people in your life that have had it on you as well for other selfish reasons, and they can. Some people are so wicked that they'll go to whatever length they want to go to, and when and when you know they are close to being caught or anything catches up with them, they expo they threaten to expose. You know, or extort whoever else for whatever they did, instead of being caught in order to have help to get away with what they what they're doing, and sometimes it gets it te- it gets taken it gets taken too far, and that's exactly what's happening in my life, you know. Unfortunately, it got to this point where I am suffering in this way, but excuse me. I love my God because he's so much bigger and he's so much greater. But, you know, since the first day I met her, you know, it's weird because she, if it seems as if she tried, she tried to keep my dad away from us immediately. And nobody was really able to do that, ever. So, you know, I thought that was weird off the bat but when we first met her he wouldn't even you know come to our house we had to walk down the street to meet him because he was at some other house fixing a car and it's where he would he, I don't know why he wouldn't come to our house but he she was trying so hard to keep us from um keep him from us and when we when we walked over to meet him which it wasn't too bad. It was just a few a few streets down, but when we walked over to meet him, meet her too, you know. It's not meeting him for the first time, but just meet them. I saw her watching me in the rearview mirror walk up. Me and my brothers, me and my brother and my sister. I saw her walk, watch us, and she looked in the rearview mirror dead at me. And I could have sworn I was wondering if she was going to get out the car to greet us, give us a hug or something. If this is really supposed to be somebody that you're dating and taking it seriously, and this is his children, why wouldn't you? You know? Why does it seem like you're trying to, you know, avoid us? You know? But... I don't know. All I know is I walked up to her, expecting her to come out the car and hug us or something. And I was like, hi, you know, we're such and such. And she's tried her hardest not to look at us. And so I opened her car door. And she... Walk, she saw me walk right up to it and open it, but she still screamed when I opened the door. And I was like, what, you think I'm going to hurt you or something? I'm a 12-year-old. You're a grown woman. You know, why? why did you scream like that? Is it because I'm black? I'm not even going to lie. I really felt immediately like she was prejudiced. I'm like, why are you even, what are you even doing with my black dad? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't judge white people automatically. I've had white friends. I've had friends that, I don't know, maybe they were prejudiced, but I, it just changed my mind about white people and whether they are, you know, all racist or not. The friends that I've had have changed my mind about that. So, you know, it, I noticed a difference in her. She was, she was afraid. My friend that I met, she walked right up to me and she started playing in my hair. And she was like, "I love your hair." And we became best friends after that. She invited me home for dinner and we just we just was friends. This this woman, she's lived in our house dating my father and she just it felt like she always stayed at a distance and didn't want, didn't want to come out of her room. She was afraid of children. That's prejudice to me. Cuz a child that I made friends with wouldn't even act that way. And she's white like you. So, you know, everybody's different. But I just, I, I just, I don't know. I said, I kept telling myself, she's dating my dad. She can't be racist. But to be quite honest, you know, that's not enough for me to convince me that you weren't racist. Like, she was afraid of us. She was really afraid of being around us for the longest. But, you know, I'm saying all this to say that you know, when I look back, I just wonder if I saw the signs in her being a witch. I wonder if me being a demon hunter really played a factor the entire time. Like I like I had her pegged, but I wonder if it was just I wonder if it really was an immediate, you know, oil and water mix in the spiritual realm. Me being, you know, a demon hunter my whole life, born one. And her being a witch. Because if she was a witch that whole time and used, you know, used witchcraft to kill her ex-husband and get him to commit suicide, then... Immediately in the spiritual realm, was I not already hip to her? I believe everything happens for a reason. So, you know, maybe God intentionally dropped her off at our doorstep because this needed to happen. Vindication needed to happen. You know, I don't know. I don't know what she really was up to but I do know I do know that you know after everything that's happened and the fact that somebody keeps saying that they're going to try to get me commit suicide I'm seeing visions of her still trying to destroy my life and Do everything in her power to drive me crazy. You know. All of this stuff is happening. And. It just feels like it is a black and white issue. It feels like it's a black and white issue. But I say that it's not a black and white issue. Because as I worshipped. And I found Jesus. And. I truly accepted Jesus into my heart. I noticed that. It was very few white people actually in my way. It was a handful, probably 5 at the most, that actually had a real issue with my image of a black Jesus. Everyone else involved was black people. Black people. That that, that is so sad. So it showed me that it's not even about color at the end of the day. It's really not about color when it comes down to it. But if it's really not about color, then why is our Jesus white here? Why is he portrayed as white? Well, my whole life, I don't know who I am because Jesus is portrayed as white. Why when Jesus, when I find out Jesus is black, then that's when I find out who I am. Why, you know... The reason why I say it's not a black a color issue. The only reason I say that it's not a color issue, is because I realized that you know. A lot of black people are participating in this witchcraft. A lot of black people are fighting for the kingdom of Satan. They don't. It's it's. They don't care. You know, it was a few things I wanted to talk about. I noticed that, you know, God told me that this NBA young boy character, he's contributing to genocide. If you know what genocide means, that means the, you know, the the contribution of wiping out an entire race, particularly black people, his own people. And some people might say, Why would he be doing that? What does he get out of that? Isn't he black? Well, God showed me him as a kid. And he's always just been a wicked little boy. That's what it is. He's always just been an evil little kid. An evil little boy. So evil. Twisted. Just gone. the most wicked intentions, murderous intentions. And, you know, I never like to think that of people because I say people are just misguided, misunderstood, or, you know, maybe they just don't have the right support system in their life. But all I know is I saw my little sister, excuse me, my sister, and... She was sitting around him as a child. She was a little kid again, maybe like five or six, maybe even younger. And she was sitting around him, and he was sitting around her, and he was so evil. He was so evil. He would just torture her. He was just torturing her. And I would always say, my sister is really tough. She can beat boys up. But he would just sit in her face and he was just torturing her. And as even as, as bad as what my sister was involved in at the time. As a child, as a kid, she sat there just as a innocent little kid. But he sat there. I will not want to say innocent, but she sat there as a kid, a pure little kid, a child. But he sat there like completely corrupt. When I say like he was like a different color. He was really a demon child. He really was like, and I don't know, maybe still is. I don't like to talk about people because God gave me a maybe on him. God still loves him regardless. God still loves you. God still loves anybody, everybody, you know, that ever might have done this. If you ever use witchcraft to kill somebody or get them to kill themselves. If you ever use witchcraft at all. If you ever were a witch. If you ever participated in anything with Satan. If you are that type of individual that I'm describing. God still loves you. God still loves him, you know. I'm not going to say whether I understand it or not. Whatever, but all all I can know, all I can say is what I just, what I what I saw. All I can do is describe what I experienced and what God told me, and this is the truth. I don't have a reason to make up anything on anybody. All I know is, he, you know. He sat there. He was red. He was like red. And he's just so so wicked, so evil, so mean like just horrible like it was like darkness encamped him and i said is god trying to say that he's been like that his whole life because you find that people you know they experience things in their lives And it changes them. It turns them into, you know, whatever this, whatever, whatever individual they decide to become, it changes them. The pain of whatever they've had to deal with, it changes them. But... I was I was just trying to wonder. I was just trying to figure out what got him there because with him being the same age as my sister and his vision I seen, where she was, like, five. He was around, like, five, too. For him to be that wicked, I was like, how can anybody have, you know... How can anybody have been, you know, that... Wicked at such a young age in five years, of your life it just don't seem like it's possible for you to have been filled with that much hatred and anger and wickedness and evil, unless of course you were born that way. But I don't, I don't want to believe that he was born that way. I just don't want to believe that. I don't believe that anybody is born that way. You know, but. The Bible says that our our destinies are predestined before the stars are in the sky. And that, you know, and that he can save, Jesus can save anybody except those headed for destruction. And I saw an image in this image. He sat torturing my sister. She just sat there crying and so scared and trapped. And I sat there. I was sat down next to them. When I sat down next to them, I mean, being in his presence, I can't lie that I felt almost the same way she felt, tortured by him, you know, tormented, trapped like he's so evil like you can't what can you do like it was like I don't think that I was as scared as her maybe I was but I don't think that I was as scared as her because I could do something about it but I did feel what she felt I feel I felt what she felt. She was She was, you know. She still could be saved. That's what it was. She still could be saved. You know, he was an entirely different color. he did not care and it wasn't even that about caring he was just you know like that like he just sat there doing what he did and he just it wasn't about caring it was just wicked like I don't know how to explain that I don't know how to explain it like it was I don't feel like it was emotion involved in it. I don't I don't believe that it was any emotion behind it. I tried to search for a real reason why he would act that way and really feel that way. Like, what has happened to you? And I don't think that that even really played much of a part in it. He just decides to be that way. And if he even decides, he may just be that way. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I've been trying to figure that out ever since I've seen it. Like, what is that like? You had to be normal at one point in life, right? Nobody's born that way, right? Like when you were a baby, what happened to you? Because that's learned behavior, isn't it? Because if you're telling me you can be born that way, man, I got some stuff to under. I need to understand better with God. You know, but you don't ask the potter why you formed the clay like he did. Some people are born for this, other people are born for that. But you know, he was he was a demon seed. Amazing how he has a song called Demon Seed. You know, I don't think that's a coincidence. Like, I believe that just like I was I feel I believe that I was born for a purpose. Now I know that I'm born for a purpose now. And God, he may have been born for a purpose in Satan. I believe that. But she sat in his face. My sister sat in his face, and she's tortured. And when I was sat down next to her, I tried to comfort her. I tried to, you know, tell her who she was and that it didn't matter. She didn't need him and that she don't have to listen to him and what to do, you know, just call on God, like, don't, you can fight him, you, it's okay, you don't have to be afraid of him, like, you can stand up for yourself, like, I understand, it's scary, like, he's really, he's really horrible, like, it's scary to the point where he's threatening your life, I get it, you know, you're afraid to stick up for yourself, but stick up for yourself, because the worst thing he can do is kill you, and if he kills you, you know, then fine, but don't let him, if he kills you, go to hell, and if he kills you, fine, but do not let him sit up here and torture you into being this individual that's unhappy and that's, you know, dragged down, don't let him drag you down, don't don't let him keep you down like this, don't do this, like, but how can I explain that when she's sitting here so scared, like she is tortured and she's trapped and like, I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I don't, I mean, I do. I can tell you, but you have to choose this for yourself. And she was like, I remember this look on her face. I, I haven't seen it many times growing up, honestly. But it was just a, a look of pure fear. Pure fear. And I was like, you know, he's not good. He's not good at all. And as I sat down next to her, you know, she was so scared. And I tried to beat her for her. I tried to hug her. And I tried to comfort her, I tried to share whatever God gave me with her, and she was so scared, but you know, him, he was so evil that he would just torture her, and then when I was there, he tried to torture me too, I couldn't even touch him, and it was like, it's okay, because he couldn't touch me though. He couldn't touch me. I had the spirit of God on me. And he could not touch me, but he would just, you know, he would use her against me. He would turn her against me. He would torture her, and he would get her to torture me, and he would torture me. And I would just fight, but every single time I would try and fight, he would put her up so that she took all the hits. And it ended up like I couldn't do anything because I was kind of like I know who needs to you know I know what needs to happen but as long as she's here she's always going to be in the way every single time that I try and get who's really responsible for what for what's being done I'm only hurting her because he's putting her up in the way like she's going to take all the blows but I'm going to hit you so like she's like a shield for him and Every single time I get to a certain point, like, it's like, I'm only hurting her, so I have to stop because that's not who was meant for. And that's what was really the dilemma. It's like, it's not that I cannot fight you. It's just that you are hiding behind her, so I'm fighting the wrong person. And as long as he always has you fighting the wrong person, you are... Stuck, But I trust God. I trust God. Like this is not an impossible situation. You know, I still believe that things can work out, but it will take her, you know, choosing God and fearing God more than anything and anyone else. If she continues down the path of believing that there's something over there for her, he's always going to have more of an advantage. This, I think that God has placed this, made this like this because He wants us to work together on this. He needs us to work together on this. But she keeps She keeps allowing herself to be drawn away by selfishness, I believe. She can't be selfish. I don't believe that she's really selfish. I don't believe that she's really, you know, not you know, choosing God, I believe that she wants help, but what else, other reason is it, is she has to choose God like I choose God, I think, I think that's what it has to be, she has to give her life wholeheartedly devoted to God, and she has to fight with me on this, she cannot, she cannot be believing she can go and do what she want to do, and go her own way, she has to do this with me, otherwise, it's never going to happen, I don't want to say it's never going to happen, but, you know, It's just going to be extremely hard because it's so much easier for him to use us against each other when we're divided, when we're not working together. But when we're working together, we can do this. We can do this. I see that that that's what God is saying. But, you know, I can't convince her that because, you know... She, I think she has in her mind, like, she has to win. She has to be ahead of me. She doesn't want it to be any other way. And in, if it ever looks like it's going to be any other way, then she's putting herself first. And that cannot happen. Not in a team. And if God feels like I need to be put ahead or first, then she needs to let that happen. And I'm sure a lot of people are like, no, you're just saying that because you're the one that's ahead. But it's like if she was ahead and that's what works for us to win and get out of the situation and stop being tortured by Satan, then I would be OK with that. So clearly he if he puts me ahead, it's because I understand that. Doesn't matter who's ahead and I don't even think anybody is ahead. I think he may see us on the same level, really, but we just have to be OK with. You know, working together 100% and not being selfish or pulled away or enticed by this world. We cannot seek validation from this world. And it might sound like you making this up. This is just what you want and all this other stuff. But it's like, what what else am I supposed to do? You know, I'm trying not to lose my family. I'm trying to do my best to, you know, get back to a point where I can pray in peace with God. You know, but every single time I want to go to pray in peace with God, you know, he's always in her ear, making her jealous, making her hate me for all the wrong reasons. Like, I just hear her getting mad, like, no, why don't she get that? Why don't she get to be at peace? Why don't she get to be happy? Why don't she get, you know, healing from God? Why don't she get love? I don't want her to have love. I don't want her to be happy. I don't want her to be at peace. He's using her own jealous emotions against her. And he's tearing us all down as a family. And I know it because I just hear it. I'm like, what? Why would? why do you feel like you would be upset with me praying to God? Why do you feel like you would be upset, you know, with just me choosing God? Only Satan is ever upset with that. You don't put that two and two together, but no, she sees it as as long as I get to irritate you, as long as I get to agitate you, as long as I get to feel like I'm winning over you, as long as I get to, you know, keep you from being happy, whatever it is. I don't care what it is. As long as I just get to be in the way of you and I get to, you know, get a reaction out of you, I get to hurt you as long as I get to hurt you. And it's like. If you don't come off of that, if you don't come away from that, you are the only one that's being hurt, really. Well, you're not the only one being hurt. I'm being hurt. But you're being hurt way more. I don't think you understand that. And the direction that you're headed in... is not a good... It's not good. It's not a good direction. You know? But one day... I was in a playground. I just decided to sit in a playground set. I don't know why, but I saw myself as a kid around five or six. I saw my sister as a kid around five or six, and I saw him as a kid around five or six. We all sat around each other. He was so evil. He did the most evil stuff. He did not care. And my sister sat there crying, tortured. And I was sat down next to them, and for the five seconds that I was sat down next to them, I screamed and cried until, they, until I was picked up. I'm like, pick me up, you know, because every effort I tried to make at, you know, extending my arms out to her, she would just attack me, take the opportunity to attack me. And I was just trying to help her. I was just trying to help her see who he was, but she would attack me instead. And he was too busy attacking her. And while she attacked me, he would attack me too. So I was just getting jumped. And he was so evil, I couldn't get through to him. But she would just listen to him. And, you know, I kept seeing this image of us as children. And God said to me that he was contributing to genocide, and I said, "Well, how was he contributing to genocide?" And the explanation that I got was that you know pretty much I believe he he does he's just so evil he don't care he's letting this stuff happen like or no he's responsible for this stuff happening i don't want to say he's letting it he's responsible for this stuff happening and this stuff i pretty much put up to put it together is pretty much i believe black people being sold as slaves in the spiritual realm and i believe it may he may have gotten the idea from my dad's wife who put witchcraft on me And he got the idea. Like I'm pretty much a slave in the spiritual realm to them, I guess. And then he got inspired by that. Like he got the idea from that. And now he's thinking about doing it on a mass level. Like, okay, let's do it to all the black people then. I can get, you know, power from Satan by this or from this. I can get money. I can last forever if I keep this up. As long as I sell these people over in the spiritual realm, I make a deal with Satan to sell all my people over in the spiritual realm. They'll all be slaves to white people and I'll get power as much power as I want and probably, you know, half of Satan's kingdom. That's probably the promise. And, you know, that's genocide. What the what the what the F is that? What is that for real? I don't cuss, but what is that for real? You know, he don't care. He don't care. He's a black man, but he don't care. I will not want say man. He's a black. He's black. He don't care. You know, I can't imagine anybody being black and wanting to see that happen to their own people. You know, but... He do not care at all and he got way too many people around him so easily controlled by him because first they're driven by selfish desires. And then when you choose a selfish desire first, he's able to, you know, manipulate you from there. You might say it ain't even got nothing to do with him. Maybe so, but whatever it got to do with you got to get rid of that. So... First, if you're doing it first for money or popularity or for power or for whatever reason you're doing it for, you got to stop doing it. Got to put God over yourself. Be willing to die about God. Choose God. Start believing in his truth. Start believing in his promises or it just don't look good for you. It just don't look good for you. God loves us so much that he pulled us out of 400 years of slavery. But don't forget that when we were In the wilderness and as we, you know, were led to our, you know, promised land, he killed so many of us for disobedience and for backbiting and for just not believing in him. So he'll free you, but you want to know who he is. You're going to acknowledge who he is. You are going to submit to who he is. Worship God and God only. Know who he is. Put that in your life over everything or suffer the consequences. I was just reading Exodus, and they said, God is starving us. Where's the food? Where's the water? Where's all these things? And he gave them chance and chance and chance again. But every single time they would always say, he can do anything and why won't he give us this? Why won't he give us that? And they would just talk so crazy about God. He gave them exactly what they wanted. Oh, You you can have all the quail you want, water from the rock, you know, manna from heaven, angel food. You can have everything you want and then you're going to die because I'm going to kill you. So get full and then die. So while everybody's thinking, I'm, I don't care, I'm, I get away with this, I get away with that, you know, or I can get my, I can get my, you know, have my own selfish desires, or I want this from God, I demand that from God, and if I don't get it, such and such and such. And okay, you can have it, then you'll die. I, I'm starting to see it that way. I feel like that's sticking out to me for a reason. You know, I also have to lead by example. So I understand I'm involved. You know, I'm part of this. I'm pretty much part of this. He sent me here for a reason to lead. You know, but as long as we complain about we're not getting from God instead of just focusing on the promise and doing what's necessary and being transformed by him, allowing him to You know, be first and foremost in our lives and put everything after and letting go of everything else for him. You know, we don't understand the danger we're putting ourselves in. We just don't understand that. Now, whatever you fear, whatever is scaring you, whatever you are afraid of, you have to understand that God is bigger than that. You have to put all your fears aside and fear God. It don't matter what you're afraid of. You're afraid of not being accepted. Are you afraid of somebody's threats on your life? Are you afraid of what they may do to you if you choose God or if you decide to go your own way? You're afraid of the torture that you're going to have to endure. You're afraid of all this stuff. Stop being afraid. Are you afraid to die? Stop being afraid to die. As long as somebody can threaten you with death, as as, as long as Satan can threaten you with death, that's Satan's only real defense satan's only real threat is death that's why jesus conquered it because after you conquer death satan has no power over you so you have to overcome the fear of death I don't think that he feared death. I don't think he feared death because I think he wanted to go to hell. Because I think he believed that that's where he belongs or he's getting something out of that. When he gets there, he's going to be amongst company. I don't think he feared death. I think that he just is driven by evil and wickedness. It's just who he is. But for me, I don't fear death either. I don't fear death. I don't fear death because I know my God is bigger than death. I don't fear death because that's the worst thing that can happen to me. I die, and then what? I'm dead. Okay, well, what's worse than dying and being dead? The only thing worse than dying and being dead is living in captivity. You don't believe me? Live in captivity. I used to ask God, "There's nothing worse than death, is it? What's worse than death? Is there anything ever even possibly, possibly worse than death?" But I always knew that from the jump, and the only thing worse than death is living in captivity. If you don't have any control over your actions, if you don't have any control over your life, you don't have any any control over your spirit, and you're being tortured, tormented, and controlled in the wrong way, by the wrong individual who will never give you any rest and never, like, it's no chance of freedom. Only thing worse than death is that, you know? Now, I can be tortured, I can be tormented, and I can be turmoiled, you know, in the name of God because I have God. You know, I don't fear death because I have God. You don't fear death when you have God. You fear God because God is bigger than death. God can raise you from the dead or God has the power to choose where you spend eternity after you die. You don't fear death when you understand that, when you truly, truly believe that. And you might say, well, maybe I don't truly believe that. Why not? The person you're listening to do. Him who sat there red and wicked, he knows that. He believes it, but you don't. You got to stop being a pawn. Stop letting him pawn you against me. Stop letting him convince you that we should not be working together. Stop letting him pull you away from what's most important in life. Stop letting him torture you. Stop letting him control you. Stop letting him get in... You know, the weight of your relationship with God and your freedom. Stop letting him hold you in captivity. You know, he didn't even hide it. He didn't hide his hatred for her. He didn't hide his, you know, wickedness. He didn't hide any of it. He just scared her enough, I guess. But, you know... She can, she wasn't a different color, she was her color, she was herself, she wasn't wicked, she was scared. And so, I begged God, I begged God, please pick her up, please pick her up, God. And He picked her up for a while before He had to put her back down because. And God would never leave you nor forsake you. And the thing is, I want to say that God would never put you down, but I have to speak from truth of what I experienced. He had to put her down because even in his arms, she still was controlled by this individual. I begged God. God picked me up because I couldn't stay there for long because I couldn't stand to see what he was doing to her. And I couldn't stand that I was not getting through to her. So God picked me up and it's the only place I felt safe, in his arms. And I told I asked him to pick her up too. He picked her up and he said, I cannot hold the both of you because while I'm in, you know, his arms, because it was actually LeBron that was holding me in her, but God was using him. So he was just picking me up through him, I believe. And maybe LeBron can pose as an angel of light. I don't know. I don't know how God, how how he can even be in God's presence. You know, if he's not who he's supposed to be, because nobody can lie or hide anything in God's presence. So. I don't believe that he wasn't hiding. He wasn't hiding. And and so I don't believe that he was... I don't believe he was evil... But I wonder, I just wonder what role he really does play. I think it's more about the understanding of how things may work. But when you find out that, you know, when you're not with God, you're with Satan, then it's it's kind of pretty simple. Everything else is a lie. Anything else around that is deceitful. And so, therefore, I have to question you if you try and make it seem like there's anything else outside of what the Word of God says You cannot worship two gods. So if you have involvement with the satanic realm or with Satan at all, then I have reason to believe that you are not for God. You are just a poser. And how else would you be able to steal that imitation or that image of being an angel of light? But I don't know if you was able to steal it because to say that you were able to steal it would say that you are able to be in God's presence, kneeling to him. With stolen character. You know, wouldn't that be doubting my God? But God did say something. I just don't know what it was that he was actually trying to say. I said, LeBron brought me in God's presence. And I kneeled before God. But I didn't put too much on him. I just knew that, you know he looked really good, like a really good person. And as I kneel before God, I, t- I spoke, but I couldn't talk. God not let me talk. He said, just be quiet. And then, you know, he said that you're going to be The place I'm bringing you is even past where he is. He is just being used as a vessel to get you here to me. He's been using his mission to get you here to me. So, you know, God can use anybody. So that's not clear on whether he's posing as an angel of light or not, because you might say, well, then that means he's not posing as an angel of light. But after what I'm seeing and what I'm experiencing, I don't know, because God can use anybody. You might say that, you know, Satan is allowed in God's presence. Remember, he was invited to the meeting. That's where he got, you know, the mission of, you know, or the okay to destroy Job's life. Satan was Satan is in heaven at times. So, and the Bible says that even Satan poses as an angel of light. I've seen these fallen angels, these dark angels. I've seen them transform and pose as friends. They weren't able to actually appear as you know good as Lebron was able to appear. But depending on where he really sits, if he ever, if he has any sort of position with Satan or not, depending on that, that would indicate you know, the power that he may have to actually pull that off or not. But I don't want to go too far and say that my God is not perfect and that he is not able to, you know, that anybody is able to pull one off on God. God knows who everybody is. There's no mistakes found in God. But just because he's able to trick me does not mean he's able to trick God. God may be very well of who He is, but God may be still using Him to get me to where I need to be, and the reason why I may not why I may not know for sure which side He actually is on is because I won't know until I get there. When I get to that point where it's time for me to know, then He'll reveal that to me, and you might say, "Well, no, I don't know if that's true." Why would he reveal that to you now? Why wouldn't he want you to know that now? God doesn't hide things from people. That's deceitful. It's not about hiding things. It's about it's a time for everything. God did not reveal to me that Jesus was actually black when Jesus posed as white because it was more comfortable for me. Because I had yet to get to that point when I found out whether Jesus was black or not. And when I got to that point, it was going to require hard work. And I had to get there first. And God wanted me to do that work. And it's a part of what's necessary to, you know, for what he is trying, what what he is doing right now. So, it gets confusing. You wonder. You really wonder. And I feel like, you know, if it's not true, if he really isn't you know, a good person or he really isn't, uh, you know, if he really isn't an angel of light, then it will be revealed in due time. Because it's inevitable that I get to the point where God said he's bringing me. God said that from his own mouth. Well, I don't want to say he said it from his mouth. That's not like he was talking. It was just understood But he's told me that I'm going to be in a place even far, even past him. He's bringing me to a place past where he is, and he said it's for a reason. And God, in a way, kind of scoffed a little bit. It. I'm not gonna want. I don't want to lie, but he was just like, I was like, you bringing me past him? Why? You know, he seems really. He seems like a really good person, and who am I for that? But. It was mostly focused on who I am and not focused on who he is. That's what I would say. But he did say for a second a few, you know, just a little bit about, you know, what... You know what he lacked and where he was not, and I can't really get an understanding on it. I can't really put it into words what it was he was actually saying, but I believe that he may have said something pertaining to, you know. If I'm if I'm being quite specific, it may I think it might been like I don't know. I don't know the words I can put it into. I don't want to make stuff up. I don't want to lie. I don't want to say something and that's not really what it was that happened or what was felt. I just want to say that, you know, it was more like what he's not willing to do or what he's already done. Something like that. I think it may be I think it may be more what he's already done because it was kind of understood that yes he has done the work. He's worked very hard and I think I would believe I remember God saying, "Oh yeah, I was going to need that. Like he was going to work hard. That was that's something God was going to definitely make sure of. You know, but yet still, the reason why he would be placing me above him is because I was more pure. I was more pure. That's why I'm saying it was less of a focus on what he was and more of a focus on what I was. So I don't know for sure why. If I had the real reason why, then I wouldn't even, even have to question his character because I think that's the one thing that's missing. But it's not that it really matters so much.